Hi, you're listening to Screen of the Crime. I'm Tess. And I'm Maggie, and this is a podcast where we talk about true crime and what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. recording got uh deleted so we have to re-record a beginning so if we sound like we already know everything we've already just said it's because that is what happened yes um (laughs) anyway some housekeeping (laughs) um i forgot any all any and all my housekeeping oh yes um um a second reddit no sleep story reading is going to be uploaded to our patreon um the day this episode also releases. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's Tess and I, dramatically or comedically, yeah. read um, Reddit No Sleep Stories, which are scary stories on Reddit, yep. um, for Patreons only. So if you're a Patreon, get on that and listen. Or if you want to listen to us read some spooky stories, um, you know, you just donate some money. A dollar is is great and perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? What the heck is this? I'm so sorry. I'm on my emails. It's there was Reese Witherspoon was mentioned and I thought Oh it should be Oh, is it the Ben and Jerry's ice cream of the day? I guess. Mm-hmm. It's fifty percent it's not, this isn't important. There's okay. a Witherspoon ice cream flavor for Ben and Jerry's. Um <laughs> also we got a new Patreon, Tess. Uh thank you to Vaunch, our new Patreon. We love you and support you. And your um requested episode will be coming next week yep um we as always we have merch you can purchase that through the links on our website uh there's some cool stuff we have a few different designs so check that out you can also purchase it on our teespring account that's teespring teespring.com um slash site slash screen of the crime i believe or you can it'll be linked on our site so just go to that site and then to the other site and buy some stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to say for housekeeping. Anything else? Nope. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to repeat this story for you. So my roommate <laughs> that I will be living with um, at the end of this month. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm leaving you. Yeah, we're breaking up. <laughs> um, we're no longer going to be living together, which... We'll be sad, but whatever. Yeah, whose room am I going to crawl in at night and say, I want to watch a TV show, and then force you to watch it with me? Yeah. I mean, who? which one of your roommates next year would do that? Nobody. None of them? I'm scared to do it. I feel like I would bother them. <laughs> anyway, so I, <laughs> I moved into a new apartment, and I just bought renter's insurance that I didn't realize I had to get, um... I mean, I'm sure I realized it, but then I put it off and then remembered it. Yeah. So I'm an adult with renter's insurance. Um, I feel cool and stuff. I had to call a 1-800 number. It was it was a fantastic journey last night. Um, anyway, one of my roommates who has already moved in, she messaged us and she was like, guys, I did something. And we're like, what did you do? And she's like, there's a sale on coasters with like your design on them for $1. And she's like, guess who I put on them? And we're like, oh God, what? And then she sends a picture of Esperanza, which is the cat that we will be living with. She's our other roommate. Um, <laughs> she's, she's my, uh, she's one of the roommates. Yes. Um, she's beautiful and I love her and she's a little bitch baby and she meows all the time, but I've never lived with a pet before. So I, I really love her. Yeah. She's very fat. She is huge. Mm -hmm. She's also a long haired cat. So she also looks a lot fatter than she is, but she's also fat. So there's, it's, she looks really fat. I love her and she's just getting used to me. Um, and I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm a little scared that when the other two roommates move back in, she'll no longer want to hang out with me because, like, her real parents will be back. <laughs> but don't let them know. Um, you just have to buy her buy her affection. Like, always have, like, cat treats on you. Every time I try and show her affection, she's like, no, bitch. 
stop that. And I'm like, you have to let her come to you though. I know that, but you know, I've never had a pet and I just want some, I just want some cuddles. Animals tend to not like you. I think that's because you approach them yelling. I I run at them and I'm like, I love you. Yeah. It's really great. Um, animals hate me for it. Um, it's fine. I'm not really sad and I don't cry myself to sleep at night, but her face will now be on our coasters. And I'm so excited because she has such loving and caring eyes um sometimes and it's it's really an exciting matter um also what else oh yes okay so we've been listening to the black tapes um i've been i re-listened and then finished because they're not there's not new episodes right now yeah so it's all like if you want to listen to this you have to it'll be a complete binge listen yeah all three seasons just just yeah. Go get them. They it's a docudrama um based in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and it's um like a fake it's a fictional like news reporter show, but then she focuses specifically on this guy and yeah. his company. It's really great, it's really dramatic, it's a little spooky, it's got great production. Um they have a lot of great voice actors. Mm-hmm. Um I love it and it's fantastic. And yeah. then there's also their, I'm going to call it their sister podcast, um, <laughs> called Tannis, which is almost exactly the same, different plot, but it's amazing production. And now I'm listening <laughs> to the third one called Rabbits, which is about a game that could turn deadly. It goes a lot into like conspiracy theories on, um, video games. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, no, the black tapes, the OG one that we're listening to is very good and I would highly recommend if you... Yeah. It was the first podcast I ever listened to. It really got me into podcasts. Yeah. Um, I listened to it in high school. Like, if you were one of those people who really were into um, Welcome to Night Vale, you would love it. Super similar, except it's a lot better. Yeah. Um, And it's great. There's three seasons. Um, It's amazing and I like listening to it at work. It was so funny because I was listening to it today and an ad came on. Like, they were promoing Welcome to Night Vale. I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. that really just timestamped this, like, in my mind. Yeah, they promo. I think they're they're really funny because recently in season three, she promos, uh, she, like, does ads for MeUndies. Mm -hmm. And it really just takes you out of it. She's like, whether you're trying to find supernatural demons or you just want to be comfortable in the day, me undies. And I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Because, like, some of the other ads they get, it's like Squarespace, and it's like, yeah, you know. It's like, we make a lot of websites. Like, and it's like, oh, yeah, you yeah. have a podcast. But, like, so they they do a lot with this sock company, and they're like, whether you're hunting oh, in the yeah, desert, God, yeah. and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm so glad you're trying to tie this into your podcast, but it's really odd. Yeah. And especially for the Rabbit podcast, which its latest episode was six months ago, so it's the newest one. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's like, if you want to use stamps.com to send fan mail to a specific podcast that rhymes with babbits and it's like what the heck is happening right now oh my god they're really I, I they're great and i know it's it's also there's like a little sliver of comedy in there yeah and there's just like it's heartwarming and in rabbits i feel like there's a blooming relationship happening <gasps> i'm super excited about it i don't know how well it's going to come across on a podcast but um there's some flirting happening she called one of her people attractive she was Cute. like he was like yeah and I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you know. I think that's the one thing that definitely takes it out of it for me with, like, listening to black tapes is when they describe people because you normally wouldn't do that. Yeah, they're like, she was a wiry-haired lady. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, like, very much like reading, a, like, audiobook description. Which, be, like, beg the question, how would you, in your mind's eye, how would you be described? To Myself? Yourself. Or we could do each other. I but. feel like I'd be described as a short um redheaded stepchild no i don't know like probably short would be one of the descriptors um i don't i don't know i don't know my other descriptors all right i'm gonna nose ring she'd probably she'd be like she's got a nose ring she got that real edgy feel even though i'm dressed in like sweatpants (laughs) give me a hot sec i'm gonna think of a good a good salad will be given um Anyway, it's one of those podcasts that you want to listen to while you're, like, staring out a window that it's raining and you're in a car. 
you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to force Tess and Raymond to listen to Tannis. Um, we have a six hour car ride to Boston, Massachusetts yeah. um, this weekend. So if you're in Boston, I'm kidding, you're not. Um, don't come find us. Don't come find us. We will freak out. <laughs> You know what? If you do come find us, it would be really cool, though. Anyway, we're listening to Tan- or I'm going to force him to listen to Tannis, and Raymond's probably going to be like, what the heck is this? And I'll be like, shut up. Let's listen yeah. to it. It'll be too early. Yeah, it'll be like, we're it'll be like 6 a.m., and I just plug Tannis in. He's like, what is happening? Yeah. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, let's pass out in the backseat. Yeah. I mean, I want to leave at 5 so that we get there at a reasonable time. Mm-hmm. We just have to confirm that with him. You're probably listening to this podcast, you know? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, let's leave at five. Yeah. This is no longer a podcast. This is a one-way telephone call to Raymond. Hey, are you ready for my yeah, I'm ready podcast for your description. description? Okay. I feel like this. I feel like you're not gonna hurt my feelings, but like I, I feel like if I was described, my feelings would be hurt a little bit. You know. I don't know why. I just. I think it would be. I'm not gonna like perfectly land it, but I think it would be along the lines of it would be like. All right, so like I'm the like podcast interview. Be like I'm interviewing this. I'm interviewing Maggie, and it's like for those of you listening who can't see her, like you know, because that's Cause, what they say. You're listening. Yeah, that's what she says in the black yeah. Tapes. Because for those of you listening, I'll give you a description. Yeah, that's she's a <laughs> like she's a young short girl. <laughs> she stands about two eleven. <laughs> Um, oh, this is, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm wow. so sorry. I told you, or like, my only descriptor is a short. No, you'd be like a short, like kind of hipster looking girl, girl, but with a more serious edge, but also a fun side with her fun earrings. Oh yeah. I'm wearing watermelon earrings right mm-hmm. now. I haven't liked them for a while. I really yeah. liked them, but I haven't worn them in a I while. Think, I felt like they're not yeah. good. You definitely, it comes across as serious, but with a fun side. Yeah. That's I like have a nose ring and. Yeah. Fake eyebrow. No. Um, also, Tess bought me coffee today, so thank you to Tess for that. Um, I'm not going to go into the same coffee rant we went into yeah, last that, time. Yeah, going. So, it's a caramel latte, and it's the first one I've ever had, and it's very good. I don't drink that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, want, I just realized with my podcast descriptor, I have literally no, like, defining Tess features. Tess is an average Joe. Yeah. <laughs> She's got brown hair. Blue eyes, though. I think the eyes would be, like, the one... that would She's I, got big-ass eyes. Yeah, and they're, like, you know... That seems a scene to your soul, but she's also, like, not paying attention to you. <laughs> so, like, she could, but she's not looking at you. I could if I wanted to. Yeah, but, but it just always seems like you're just, like, not... I am usually paying attention. Your eyes don't betray it. Try to betray more emotion with your eyes, Tess. Do it. Like, for those of you listening, I'll describe. She's <laughs> just blinking at me. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> no, have you, have you ever heard the term when people are like, oh, fan fiction eyes? Because they're like, piercing blue eyes. You know, oh, no. I've never heard the term fan fiction eyes, but oh. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like that Eyes described in fan fiction. Yeah. His his dark pools glistened, and it's like, what's happening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is what's wedding? Um, I guess we should we should get to the murder. Yeah. All right. Well, Feels like it's been years. We'll just do it. Feels like it's been eons. Okay, we're gonna talk about Robert Hansen. I'm gonna make the same joke I made before. He is not one of the Hansen brothers, or our teacher. I had a teacher with the last name Hansen. Oh, this is not a universal feeling. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, Robert Hansen was born in Estherville, Iowa in 1939. I'm not reading. He became a baker like his father. Um, in his youth, he was skinny and painfully shy, afflicted with a stutter and severe acne, which left him permanently scarred. Me too. Yep. Um, shunned by the attractive girls in school, he grew up hating them and nursing fantasies of cruel revenge. So he's like a good guy. He's your typical average. No way he would ever become a serial murderer. Yeah. Not with those fantasies of cruel revenge. Yeah. Because a pretty girl wouldn't talk talk to him. God, why are men like that? Gross. 
Um, throughout childhood and adolescence, Hansen was described as being quiet and a loner and had an unhealthy relationship with his domineering father. He was a daddy's boy. Was, say is that? that what that means? I don't think that's what that means. Well, there's like a daddy, a mommy's boy is like you hang out with your mom all the time. Yeah. And I know there's daddy's girl and you like love your father. He was the boy who mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with his dad. But it wasn't an unhealthy relationship. It just said he was... I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever. Whatever. He was an undaddy's boy. I, w- I was coming on an unhealthy relationship like it was unhealthy how much he hung out with his dad. But now oh. that I understand it, I don't know. I was thinking it was, like, cares? unhealthy, like, because dominating. Like, it was bad, yeah. Like, his, it seems like his dad's probably like, you have to do this and be exactly like this, you know? Maybe. His dad was a baker, though, so. I don't... I don't know. Bakers, bakers seem nice. Bakers aren't all nice. You're right. Yeah. I mean, name a bad baker. Um. Exactly. A mean one? Uh, do you know a mean baker? I mean, I know, like, mean cooks. That's different. Cooks are all mean. Have you, yeah, I've worked in too many restaurants. That guy from Great British Bake Off. The, uh, that guy from the Great British Bake yeah, Off? Well, that one guy? The judge. The old guy judge. Not the old lady, but the old I guy. I watch enough. I, okay, whatever. I'm going to keep reading. Okay. He started to practice both hunting and archery and often found refuge in these pastimes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. In 1957, Hansen enlisted in the United States Army Reserve and served for one year before being discharged. Maybe he became colorblind. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not, but... Yeah. Don't you think, here's the thing, if there was ever, like, an enlistment for the army, I would just be like, oops, I'm colorblind, and they'll be like, oh, I guess you can't. Yeah. Or is that only flight? Is that only flying? Um, I think that's only, I mean, I think if there was, it would depend on the need. Because, like, I'm sure the first round you could get by with that, but then, like. Because I know how to fake being colorblind. Well, yeah, you just. Don't you read. Just, yeah. You're like, oh, I can't tell what the Marv logo looks like. Yeah. Know? I feel like there's probably a way to test that, like, to tell someone's faking it. But I do think colorblind might potentially only be with the Air Force. Yeah, maybe. I think they'll take whoever in the Army. I guess I'll just have to, like... Like, if you can... As long as you can pass the... I think... I don't think I'd pass the physical. Yeah. I'm too short. Anyway. Um, or the physical exam. Like, you have to be able to do, like, run, like, a... For like nine minute mile and like well that's do- only if you want to beat like i'm saying if there's like a a draft yeah i i don't know i feel like the draft just accepted anyone as long as you're not dead as long as yeah. you're not steve rogers pre-serum yeah anyway um i'm not sure gay but i don't think they, can, they do that anymore that. <laughs> that's not a thing anymore tess <laughs> No. Also, why didn't... Sorry, I'm flashing back to that movie, um... Uh, Across the Universe. Where that one guy, he, like, swallows cotton but doesn't do anything. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't he just say he was gay? He did. Oh, did And he? then they still took him... They were like, as long as you don't have flat Oh, feet. yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. that whole... Yeah. Yeah. I'm stupid. Um... Oh, I'll just give myself flat feet. I'll just take a knife. Oh, my God. Flat foot myself. <laughs> that's awful oh my god anything's better than the war just so everyone knows i'm not anti-war my mom was in the national guard i'm not here to fight anyone i just don't want to be in the army yeah i mean i i don't want to be specifically in the army of the branches i don't want to be any part of the best. military ever like if you had to pick though we're... i don't want to i'll kill myself no if you ha- like... i don't want to fight for this nation <laughs> You said you weren't. <laughs> I said I specifically. I'm saying just purely hypothetically. Uh, on like, what are the lists? You you have list them out. For Army, me. Navy, Air Force uh, is kind of Air cool. Force, Coast Guard, and Marines. I guess Air Force. I don't like planes. I'm scared of height. I guess Air Force. Uh, yeah, Air Force. Okay. I mean, you don't have to be in the air, but it's. Like, I choose Air Force. Okay. Except you're on boats a lot, and I get seasick. Mm. It's fine. It's whatever. This is hypothetical. You see, I would pick Coast Guard, because... Oh, God. What? Nothing. I just... 
the seasickness. Yeah. I don't get seasick, so I... Oh, yeah, I do. Tragically I, seasick. And also, I feel like Coast Guards, you're not, like, out there... Like, if I had... If I was right now forced to, I'd pick Coast Guard because you don't... Like, you're not... It's more, like, search and rescue stuff like that, and I would be so down for that versus, like, going out there and, like, fight combat, you know? Yeah, I don't want to be fighting in, at all. I don't think I'd be helpful. I don't think I'd contribute anything. I think I'd die for uh, useless reasons. Yeah. Like I'd trip and then kill myself by accident. And then they'll be like, she died for our country. And it's like, no, she didn't. She died because she was stupid yeah. and tripped mm-hmm. and fell on her knife. Um, yeah. But if you're in the army, you're not listening to this. But if you are, thank you. <laughs> I don't have to do that. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I told you I'm not. I'm not against the army. My mommy <laughs> and my grandpa were all, and my grandpa's grandpa were all in the army. I'm not here to find anyone. Please don't hate me. Yeah, I don't I know. who was in the army for the. Uh huh. I said who was in the army for you. Literally no one, because yeah. no one in my family's from America. <laughs> yeah, factual. Mm. Back to what I was saying. Yeah. He later worked as an assistant drill instructor at a police academy in Pocahontas, Iowa. I feel like it's a weird location for the Pocahontas, but I'm not here to find. What do you mean, like the name of a... Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I mean... I don't know where Aya was. Um, where he began a relationship with a younger woman, he married her in the summer of 1960. Oh. On December 7th of 1960. The winter of 1960. The winter after the summer of 1960. Tess is attacking me. <laughs> I hate when you go off like that. I thought it was funny. He was arrested for burning down a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage. Cool. <clears throat> Which he served 20 months of a three-year prison sentence in Anamosa State Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Only 20 months. That's not that long. It's really not. No. No. That's like a year and a half. A little bit. It's it's four months short of two years, but you yeah. were close. We were all close. All right. Anyway, he should have done three. It's not important. Mm-hmm. His wife filed for divorce while he divorce. <laughs> His wife filed for divorce, um, for divorce while he was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Over the next few years, he was jailed several times for petty theft. Um, in 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska. Exciting. Yeah. Which, okay, Alaska's huge. Also, in 1967, that's like, there's nothing out there. It's barely a state. (laughs) He moved there with his second wife, whom he married in 1963. And with whom he had two children. Yeah. Yeah, he finally got the pretty girl. Mm -hmm. Actually, we have no proof that she was pretty, and I'm not here to attack anyone. In in Anchorage, he was well-liked by his neighbors and set several local hunting records. In 1972, Hansen was convicted of assault. He was placed on a work release program after serving six months in prison. Only six for assault. Damn. Yeah. In 1976, Hansen pleaded guilty to larceny after he was caught stealing a chainsaw from an Anchorage department store. Oh my god. How do you steal a chainsaw? Like, you'd have to walk out with walk the whole out. chainsaw. Yeah. Oh no, totally. Um, he was sentenced to five years in prison and required to receive psychiatric treatment for his bipolar disorder. Okay. Um, the Alaska Supreme Court reduced his sentence and he was released with time served. Hmm. Which is stupid. Yeah. Go to fucking jail. You stole a chainsaw. Yeah. You crazy man. Because, like, of all the things to steal, that can't lead to anything good. Yeah, why are you choosing a, stealing a chainsaw? Can you hear me mind? Sorry coffee break okay the investigation that's my header okay we're getting into the murders now are we excited yeah i'm excited Uh i'm not on june 13th 1983 we're in the 80s great hell yeah um 17 year old cindy paulson was offered um 200 by hansen to perform oral sex but that um i don't know why that sentence ended but that she was offered that amount of money to, to have sex with him orally. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. That was, I wish you didn't say that whole sentence like that. I, Would you like me to repeat it? No. He, she was offered. <laughs> um, when she got into the car, he pulled the gun on her and um, 
drove her to his home in Muldoon. I think I pronounced that wrong, but it's fine. That's fine. None of our listeners are from Alaska, so it doesn't matter. Um, there he held her captive, torturing her, raping her, and sexually assaulting her. Um, after that. Should it have been in a different order, Tess? No, I... Would you prefer that? I am... Listen, I want to sound like an absolute buffoon, but aren't those the same thing? No. Okay. Raping is, like, rape, Mm -hmm. and sexual assault could be, like, fondling her breasts. Okay, I got it. Noted. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, after that, he chained her by the neck to a post in the house's basement. Oh, shit. And then Hanson took a nap on a nearby couch. Oh. Just fucking napped it out. Fucking knocked. Mm. Um, when he awoke, he put her in his car and took her to Merrillfield Airport, where he told her that he intended to, quote, take her out to his cabin, which is a shack in the Nick River area of the Manta Uska Valley. Uh-huh. Um, accessible only by boat or bush plane. He happened to have a plane. I cut that out, but um, he had a plane. I had to Google it because it yeah. just gave the type of plane. And I was like, is that a car? <laughs> and I looked it up and it was like a two person plane. Oh, yeah. Um, so Paulson was crouched in the backseat of the car which is kind of odd, mm-hmm. with her wrist cuffed in front of her body. Um, she, wa- <laughs> she waited to escape um, until Hansen was busy loading the airplane's cockpit. Um, while Hansen's back was turned, Paulson crawled out of the back seat, opened the driver's side door, and ran towards nearby 6th Street. Or 6th Avenue, sorry. Okay. Um, she later told police that she had left her blue sneakers on the passenger side floor of the sedan's back seat as evidence that she had been in the car. Oh. She's so smart. Damn. I love her. She's 17. Wow. I would have been so stupid at 17. Would have just died. I would have been so stupid at any age. Yeah. My shoes coming off? No siree. I would have just, like, ripped off all my bracelets and left them there. Yeah. I I pull out a chunk of hair before I ever thought about leaving my sneakers anywhere. (laughs) Um, Because I'm stupid, not her. Uh, Hanson panicked and chased her. But Paulson made it to 6th Avenue first and managed to flag down a passing truck. The driver was Robert Yount. Um, He was alarmed by her disheveled appearance. He stopped and picked her up. Okay. Mm. Well... Yeah. Sorry, I had a drink. There was congestion happening. Um, He drove her to the Mush Inn, uh, where she jumped out of the truck and ran inside. While she pleaded with the clerk to phone her boyfriend at the Big Timber Motel, the uh, the truck driver continued on to work, where he called the police to report the barefoot, handcuffed woman. They're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You good? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I can't talk for a long time. (laughs) They're all... You're in the wrong business, then. I have, um, <coughs> congestion. I'm also getting sick. There's that as well. You've been saying that. I know. Today month. I woke up with a sore throat. It's because I've been keeping a healthy diet of macaroni and cheese and eggs. Oh, yeah. No, um, no. Well, hey, listen. Next week. Next week. We we'll kill be, We'll be so healthy. We're doing the whole 30 together. <laughs> We're doing, I hate diet culture, and I want everyone on this podcast to know that. Never go on a diet. It's stupid, it's useless, it's a waste of time, and you're just suffering. If you're going to change your eating habits, you have to make it a lifestyle. But the problem with diets like these, the Whole30, it's a crash diet. You do it for 30 days, and then you stop it. But it's basically starving yourself for 30 days because you can't afford the proper nutrients that's required with the specific foods you can only eat on the Whole30 diet. Yeah. So don't do that because it's stupid and it's useless. That being said, we are doing it. Here's the game changer I think that we might have, though, versus when you did it um, the last time or, like, in the winter. This time, though, we can hit up the public market and get, like, a bucket of vegetables for, like, five cents. Yeah. So we can actually get, like, a bunch of vegetables. So, and, like, also we're doing it together. So, like, you know, it might be more fun. (laughs) This is my third time doing it. Um, the first time was over the summer with my grandmother. I actually lost quite a lot of weight. I gained it all back, obviously. And then the other time was in the winter, but I got sick. Yeah, I think the issue is it's like... <sighs> the winter was so hard. Winter's hard because, I mean, everyone gains weight in the winter. Because, like, duh. But, I don't know. It's just hard. I think it's a good... 
I'm excited to eat some vegetables, but also like, I just hope I can maybe like take some of the things from the Whole30 and be like, I will carry on with this style of eating, but like then add back like other stuff to make it more manageable. You know, that's like the goal. <laughs> Not to be like a yoga mom about it, but. I'll continue. Okay. <laughs> when Anchorage Police Department officers arrived at the Mush Inn, they were told that the young woman had taken a cab to the Big Timber Motel. APD officers arrived at room um, 110 of the Big Timber Motel and found Cindy Paulson still handcuffed in alone. Which is weird that she didn't call the police, but maybe mm-hmm. it's because she was like a sex worker. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, but still, I feel like, I don't know what the 80s were like, but I Not. feel like if you were handcuffed and you were running, you'd be like, yes, I did accept $200 for a blowjob, but <laughs> I was also chained in a basement, mm-hmm. so it's fine. Yeah. She's done nothing wrong. <clears throat> so she was taken um, to the APD headquarters where she described the perpetrator, um, Hansen. When questioned by APD officers, oh, sorry, Hansen, when questioned by APD officers, denied the accusation, stating that Paulson was just trying to cause some trouble because he would not pay her extortion demands. Interesting. Yeah. Um, although Hansen had several prior run-ins with the law, his meek demeanor and a humble occupation as a baker, along with a strong alibi from his fr- friend John Henning, kept him from being considered as a serious suspect in the case, so it went cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. But now here comes Detective Glenn Floth. That's not how you pronounce that. Floth? I, I would say Floth. Floth, okay. Of the Alaska State Troopers. Ooh. Official. I, I know, I love him. He's great. Is he? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I know, I wrote these notes. <laughs> um, he's been part of a team investigating the discovery of several bodies in and around Anchorage, Seward, and the Mantanuska Sustaina Valley area. So sorry about that pronunciation there. <laughs> um, the, so the first of the bodies was found by construction workers near Eklatuna Road. Um, the body was dubbed the Eklatuna Annie. Mm-hmm. by investigators, um, and it has never been identified. Later that year, the body of Joanna Messina was discovered in a gravel pit near Seaward, and in, 1982, in 1982, the remains of 23-year-old Sherry Morrow was dis- were discovered in a shallow grave near the Nick River. Can Nick? Nick. Just say Nick. It's got a K in front of it. Yeah. Nick River. Um, Fluth <laughs> now had three bodies and what looked like one killer. Bum, bum, bum! It's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. So he contacted FBI Special Agent Roy Hazelwood and requested help with a criminal psychological profile based on the three recovered bodies. Are we ready for this? <laughs> this psychological profile? Yeah. Hazelwood thought that the killer would be an experienced hunter with low self-esteem. <laughs> I'm sorry. And has a history of being rejected by women and would feel compelled to keep souvenirs of his murders, such as victims' jewelry. Interesting. Was he right? He was. Damn. Hundred percent. Uh, he was suggested that he also suggested that the assailant might stutter. What? Right? Holy shit. Yeah. If we'll remember back to this my previous sentences. Um Hansen stuttered. Yeah. Using this profile, Fluth investigated possible suspects until he reached Hansen, who fit the profile and owned a plane. Damn. Yeah. Support by Paulson's testimony and Hazelwood's profile, Fluth and the APD secured a warrant to search Hansen's plane, car, and home. Uh-huh. On October 27, 1983, investigators uncovered jewelry belonging to some of the missing women, as well as an array of firearms in a corner, corner hideaway of Hansen's attic. Damn. They also found an aviation map with little X marks on it, hidden behind Hansen's headboard. Um, when confronted with the evidence found in his home, Hansen denied it as long as he could, put, could, but he eventually began to blame the woman and tried to justify his motives. He was like, she was like, she said I had acne scars, and I was like, well, now you have to die. You know? Yeah. As men do. Because men suck. 
Um, eventually confessing to each item of evidence as it was presented to him. He admitted to a spree of attacks against Alaskan women starting in, starting in 1971. Hansen's earliest victims were young women, usually between 16 and 19, and not sex workers, unlike the victims who led to his discovery. Mm-hmm. So now I have a list of victims, and this is going to get a little sad. Okay. So we have um, the unidentified victim dubbed Euclintna Annie, the one I just said. I pronounced it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, In July 1980, building workers discovered a shallow grave um, on Euclintna Lake Road. It contained the half-eaten body of a young woman. The police suspected that it may be one of the missing girls, but due to appalling conditions of her decomposed body, positive identification proved impossible. Police made a a facial reconstruction and was widely publicized, but the victim was never identified she became known to investigators as Euclinta Annie. The facial reconstruction sucks. It's just like a white mask. It looks like paper mache put over oh. a face. <laughs> I got all I got these the list of victims from Murderpedia. Um which is not Wikipedia, I promise. Okay. <laughs> and they had little pictures next to some of them. So it sounds weird. So we have Horseshoe Harriet. Um, so she was never uh, identified either. But her body was found with Hansen's help. So he brought people to a lot of, to, to the bodies. Oh. His little map. Those are where the bodies were. Oh. In case you didn't catch on to that one, X marks the spot where the bodies were. Yeah. Okay. So okay. the bodies found with Hansen's um, help, her true identity was never discovered. Then we have Joanne Messina, who was 24 years old. She was a local topless dancer. Joanne's body was found in a gravel pit. Unfortunately, her body was badly decomposed, and as with Euclinta Annie, there was little evidence to be found. Then we have Shira Morrow. She was 23 years old. On September 12, 1982, hunters found a shallow grave on the banks of the Nick River, which borders Anchorage. Um, the remains were identified as that of 23-year-old topless dancer Sherry Morrow, who had been reported missing a year earlier. She had been shot in the back three times, and the cartridges found near the body suggested that she had been shot with a .223 Ruger Mini 14 hunting rifle. Uh, an odd feature was that although the body was found fully clothed, there was no bullet holes in the clothing, suggesting that Sherry had been naked when shot and had been redressed after death. We have Paula Golding. She's 17 years old. Um, on September 2nd, 1983, three months after the rape and kidnapping of Cindy Paulson, who escaped, mm-hmm. um, a grave was found on the banks of Nick River. The victim was identifi- identified. <laughs> As in, my accent slipping. As what an, accent was that? I don't Weirdo. know. As another of the missing topless dancers, 17-year-old Paula Golding, she had been murdered in exactly the same way as Sherry Morrow and had also been redressed after death. Then we have uh, Mal- Mal- Malaya, M-A-L-A-I, Larson. Um, she was found at a parking area by Old Nick Bridge. She was found with the help of Hanson, showing them where she was. (laughs) Sue Luna, um, in 1983, the exact date of Sue's death is unknown. Robert Hanson took Sue out to the Nick River in Alaska, stripped her, and made her run like an animal while he hunted her down, and eventually killing her, and he shot her to death. She was found with Hanson's help. Um, Dylan Sugar... Frey. She was found at Horseshoe Lake. The body was discovered on August 20th, 1985 by a pilot testing new tires on the sandbars of the Nick River. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. I'm going to keep going. Um, Teresa Watson. She was found on the Kenya Peninsula. Angela Fredern. Uh, figure 8 Lakes. She was found with Hansen's help. Tamara Pedersen. Um, she was found one and a half miles from Old Nick Bridge. She was found with Hansen's help. Lisa Fatrell, she was found south of Old Nick Bridge, found with Hanson's help. Andrea Fish, Altary, um, the body was not found, um, but there was like a X on the map where they assume her. She was missing and he had yeah. her necklace, so. Oh, okay. Um, we have Roxanne Eastland, who was 24. He acknowledged that he killed her, but there was no body found. Um, Cecilia Beth Van Zetten, she was 17. He denied that he killed her, but suspected, uh, 
but there's suspicion because of an X on an aviation map where the body was found. Oh, I see. So they like found, she, they found her body where the next was. But he's yeah. like, oh no, I didn't kill her. I just put that X there for no reason. Ah, uh, you know, okay. yeah. Um, Megan Emmerich, seventeen. He denied, but again, there was a body found where the X was. Yeah, and it was hers. And then there's Mary Thill, twenty-two. Denied, but there was a X on it. But suspected because of an X on an aviation map, but the body was not found. Of these seventeen women. Hanson was only formally charged with the murder of four, Sherry, Joanne, Euclinta Annie, and Paula Golding. Um, he was also charged with kidnapping and rape of Cindy Paulson. Robert Hanson was a trophy collector, and it was largely uh, the trophy collection that resulted in his successful conviction. Among the significant items, he kept um, a fish necklace that had been custom-made by Andrea Fish Altieri, <laughs> which is why they believe he killed yeah. her. Um... He was arrested. Hansen was charged with assault, kidnapping, multiple weapon offenses, theft, and insurance fraud. The last charge was related to a claim filed with the insurance company over alleged theft of some trophies whose funds he used to purchase the Super Cub. What's a Super Cub, you may ask? I believe it's the plane. <laughs> okay. At trial, he claimed that he later recovered the trophies in his backyard, but forgot to inform the insurer. He was like, they were stolen, and then someone just threw them in my backyard, but I just was like, oh, it's too late to call the insurance company. Yeah. Um, only after ballistics testing returned a match between bullets found at the crime scenes and Hansen's rifle did he enter into a plea bargain. Oh, God. My computer just did automatic scrolling. <laughs> he pleaded guilty to the four homicides and the police had evidence the police had evidence for, and provided details about his other victims in return for serving his sentence in a federal prison, along with no publicity in, a, in the press. Another condition of the plea bargain was his participation in deciphering the markings on his aviation map and locating his victims' bodies. So they forced him to tell him where the bodies are. He confirmed the police theory of how the women were abducted, adding that he would sometimes let a potential victim go if she convinced him that she wouldn't report him to the police. Which is a positive. That's weird, though. Because I feel like... I I don't know if you play along with him. Maybe he'll be like, oh, I guess. Yeah. She's like, You'll just, you can just let me go. I won't tell I won't tell anyone about this. And I guess they yeah. didn't, because no well, yeah. one came well, forward. Well, that's why I don't huh? really believe it. Because yeah. if you think about it, though, like, be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... Like, they would go and get him. Yeah, but if they were sex workers, then maybe not... Yeah, I guess. The other girl didn't. Yeah. He indicated that he began killing in the early 1970s. He showed investigators 17 grave sites in and around South Central Alaska, 12 of which were unknown to investigators. He was like, by the way, there's 12 more people I've killed that you didn't know about. Oh my god. <clears throat> These remained marked on this map, and he refused to give up, including three in... Oh, sorry. There remained marks on his map that he refused to give up, including three in Resurrection Bay near Seaward. Authorities suspected two of these marks belonging to graves of Mary Thill and Megan Amrick, whom Hansen has denied killing. Mm-hmm. The remains of 12 of a probable 21 victims were exhumed by the police and returned to their families. Hansen was sentenced by jury to 461 years, plus life in prison. Oh, my God without the possibility of parole. He was first imprisoned at the United States Penitentiary in Lewisburg in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And in 1988, he was returned to Alaska and briefly incarcerated at Lemon Creek um, Correctional Center in Juneau. Juneau? Juneau. Is that how you pronounce that? That, that word? That's Juneau. Yeah. <laughs> Juneau. That's the, that's the capital of Alaska. Oh, cool. That's not how you spell Juneau in Florida. We spell it differently. <laughs> he was also imprisoned at Spring Creek Correctional Center in Seaward until May 2014 when he was transported to the Anchorage Correctional Complex for health reasons. He died at the age 75 at Alaska Regional Hospital in Anchorage on August 21st, 2014 due to undisclosed lingering health conditions. Cool. He appeared in films. Not like himself, but, but like his character. Yeah. Oh, no. So let's talk about it. John Cusack portrayed Hansen in the film The Frozen Ground, which is about this. 
Um, and then Nicolas Cage, hear me out, he played Sergeant Halcombe, which his character was based on Glenn Floth. Oh. And Vanessa Hudgens has oh. played his victim, Cindy Paulson. Which we need to watch this now. Yeah, we gotta watch it. It's got that. Vanessa in it. Yeah. And John Cusack and Nicolas Cage. So great. Like a solid cast. Amazing. Um, and then Naked Fear, which came out in 2007, directed by Thom Eberhardt. And, sorry, starring Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, sorry. Danielle Day Luca is loosely based on. I'm so sorry, I got carried away. <laughs> Based on characteristics apparent in the real life, modus operandi, which just means me, no, what I'm not, it's, it just means way that he killed them of Alaskan yeah. serial killer Robert Hansen. And then Mindhunters, which I read really fast and thought was Mindhunter, um, in the woods, um, two 2005 episodes of the CBS TV series Cold Case were inspired by Hanson Crimes. And in Criminal Minds Season 5, Episode 21, Exit Wounds, air dated on May 12, 2010. In case you want to track that down. Hanson is referred to by name. They say Hanson. Oh. And then nothing else comes from that. Exciting. I'm not done. Hanson's Crimes also inspired Law and Order Special Victims Using Season 3, Episode 15, Hunting Ground, air date February 22, 2012. Which depicted a serial killer who hunts women like wild game before killing them. Which, I mean, is also inspired by the most dangerous game. Yeah. Except that was men. Yeah. You know, it's not important. Um, the last season, 14, episode of Bonanza titled The Hunter from 1972's Chilling Prediction. Oh, from 1972, Chillingly predicted this style of human hunting where ex-army corporal... And hunter Bill Tanner, which is Tom Skerritt, hunts down Joe Cartwright across the countryside, which is also the most dangerous game. So yeah. I think they're reaching now, Wikipedia. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm not reading directly from Wikipedia, I promise you. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. But okay. I he killed a lot of people. But yeah. I think it's really interesting that he has his little map. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'll take you on a little journey. Let's go, a little, let's go treasure hunting. But it's dead bodies. Whack. Um, yeah, so that's the case of Robert Hansen, Alaska's serial killer. Interesting. Okay, so I you I Googled Alaskan movies and they're weird that you're going on that angle. Well, because that's a unique thing about this, I'd say. And Shockingly, there's not a ton of movies that take place in Alaska. Except for The Proposal. Yeah. Sorry. But no, that, that's, <laughs> that's not a good comparison. But. No. Or, like, the movies that take place in Alaska are all, like, animal movies. Mm-hmm. It's like the one with the whales. Do you I don't watch animal movies. Do you remember the movie? I feel like you, it wasn't, like, an... I mean, like, the... Was it the, the, the free Willy? No, it's like when there's the whale, whale stuck in the ice and they're like trying to like Is that not the movie I'm talking about? No, it's not. You're talking about the one it's not like with an orca whale. Oh. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I haven't I've seen like two seconds of it. Okay, yeah. So it's all like movies like that. So I was like, okay, I can't go from that angle. But while we were doing while you we were speaking about this man, I was like, he kind of reminds me of someone. Who? From a different show. Who? And a really random show. Who is it, Tess? Um, from Parks and Rec. Oh, great. It's an odd one, but I feel like I will make sense once I explain this. Who is she going to choose? Is it Gary? No. Oh? It's Ron Swanson. Oh. And here's why. Okay, because Ron Swanson is a skinny, painfully shy, afflicted with a stutter, severe acne guy. He's a baker. (laughs) I feel like I just described the opposite of Ron Swanson, but continue. Okay. Here's, this is alternate universe Ron Swanson. Where he's the opposite of who he is. Well, not exactly. But he still has that mustache. Ron Swanson is someone who is good at everything he does. Do you disagree? You're correct. I'm correct. I guess. And also is very outdoorsy and like stuff like that. So that's where I was, that's the angle I was coming from. Because I was like, what's the closest thing to Alaska? Ron Swanson? Indiana. Oh, okay. It's not at all. But (laughs) I feel like, but he's from Iowa and it's like similar like interests having like 
oh, I'm all into hunting and like outdoor stuff, you know? So here's the here's the twist. Here's what the here's my vision. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready for it. So Ron Swanson, instead of being like uh, very, you know, like not caring because Ron Swanson doesn't care what other people think. Mm-hmm. But if he did, I feel like he would be a very like unlikable person. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. Keep going. Keep, keep going. You can try. You can keep. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Try and convince you. Yeah, I've done my part. You're. It's all up to you now. Yeah. So Ron Swanson, if he cared about what people thought, even just a little, I feel like he comes off as like a dis- unlikable person. He doesn't like people, but it doesn't matter because, like, he doesn't care. He has his moments. He does, but like, generally cold kind of person. I can totally see him. Like, if Ron Swanson was a psychopath, <laughs> this is the exact type of serial killer he would be. Because it's very much, like, hunting, trophy hunting. Like, I could totally see him being, like, when he goes out deer hunting in, like, southern Indiana all alone. Like, I could totally see him if he was, like, total psychopath would do the, like, most dangerous game human hunting thing. Okay, well... I understand the... So the angle, if you're doing, is the... <laughs> stop that. Is the most dangerous game is... So if no one's read the most dangerous game, it means you didn't go to an American high school or middle school. But... Or watch the movie Zodiac. Um, but it's when this guy has people, like, come to his weird, rich island house and then he hunts them. Yeah. Because it's... The human is the, the best thing to hunt or whatever. But I don't think that's why Hanson's doing it. Hanson no. is assaulting these women and then stripping them naked and saying run and then shooting them and it's not because he it's not, it's not because he enjoys hunting it's because they made fun of him when he was a child it's and he not, wants to show the them method. who's better it's no i understand but it's yeah. a different psychological aspect I, coming out of it yeah i still think though that it comes off as like but in in a way though the psychological aspect kind of does tie in because if you think about like him growing up when it's like oh spend time with his like a lot of time with his father and they hunted together and if he was very insecure that's probably the one thing he's not insecure about so then doing that it makes sense that that's how he like kills people though because like that's the one thing he's not insecure about doing and then if he's killing people over insecurity and is doing it that way it kind of makes sense it's, but that's not the that's different from the most dangerous game. I'm not saying psychologi- yeah. psychology well, doesn't yeah. play a part in this. It does. I said it did. Yeah. I'm saying he's not doing it because he enjoys the hunt. No. I'm saying he does. In the most dangerous yeah. game, he gives the other guy a weapon to fight back. Yeah. Well, it's this not he like, just leaves a woman yeah. and probably shoots her immediately because yeah. he's like, "Fuck you." Yes, obviously, psychology plays a game, but it's not because he... Yeah. It's because he knows how to hunt, but he's also just shooting them dead. It's not like he's, like, bow and arrowing it up. He's just, like, bang, bang. Yeah. You're dead. I mean, the only reason I bring it up is because it always gets brought up. Like, everything... Like, I read a short amount about this case before, and it was, like, it did mention that a lot. Like, it kept coming up, so... What? The most dangerous game. Not on Wikipedia, it didn't. I, when I googled this guy's name, yeah, in the stuff came up with it. Okay, yeah. well, listen to us, I researched it, so. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> well, I just want to explain why I keep saying that. I, I know, it's the same. He's hunting, but it's different. There's different reasoning yeah. why. And I'm not here to fight, but Ron Swanson <laughs> was the terrible comparison to us. <laughs> that was the I, one you chose. Okay. I'm sh- the thing is, though, I literally can't think of... It's another one of those, like, serial killer ones where it's like, who the fuck is a serial killer? No one's a serial killer unless you're a serial killer. And I tend to want to avoid that. Like, easy comparisons where it's like, oh, it's this... Like, because I kind of did that with Scream where it's like, oh, it's well, the movie yeah. based on... No, I know, but you could have yeah. just chosen a pussy character. Yeah. I think that's just... As I opposed to of, legitimately Ron Swanson. It's the opposite. I think I... My train of thought was just very different than... I was I was thinking of it from a completely different angle. Because I was thinking about what makes the case unique, which is, like, more about 
location and method versus like the psychology. Because I think the thing is, and we said this at the beginning of the episode, a lot of these serial killers have the very have very similar like yeah. When know, a, psych- a woman said you're not good enough for me, and then they're like, well now yeah. I have to kill every woman. So it's kind of hard to like find <laughs> different people for that. So I'm thinking about I'm thinking about from the all right yeah aspects. Ron Swanson most dangerous in a game most dangerous and game also in it the other reason I said that was because he Indiana. killed so many people yeah. and like completely like even when the cops just very matter of fact like oh and then I also had all these people that you didn't even know about well yeah I mean he broke under pressure he yeah originally denied it yeah but I'm just saying like being able to do all that and like kind of have get away with that many murders well I mean he. Okay, it's Alaska. (laughs) I buried them in Alaska wilderness, and they were, you know, people that didn't really have families. There's not a lot of people up there. There's only so many suspects. Yeah, but they were like, it's the 80s, and sex workers were disappearing, and the cops really don't care too much about them. And so there's no reason for them to go looking for them, because cops don't care. That's true. And, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's terrible. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's probably the highest number of people, though. Ever? You're wrong. Not ever, but I'm saying like that. That's the... It stands out to me. I don't remember who... Have we done anyone that's killed more people than that? No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's the highest one we have done yet. Yeah. No, for sure. Um... Yeah. Unless not- you count Slender... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Slenderman? Slenderman's killed so many! Oh my god. You know, I wish Slenderman was real. I don't. Really? I don't like tall people. <laughs> I don't like tall guys. I don't want to compete with that body shape. No, I like a short king. <laughs> I don't. So, hmm. well, I, I mean, I'm short, so like, well, it, you'd have to be real short to be shorter than me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I say, because you're on that wavelength of you have to date someone taller than you. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't hard. I'm it's, not, I, there's li- very few men that I've met in my life that are shorter than me. Yeah. Again. I don't, I don't get that, the height thing. Because I well, like being because taller. that's because you're the girls. <laughs> but I know some girls who are like, oh, I love, like, I, it's even the same with girls. Who are like, oh, I love tall girls. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, I don't know. I just, Everyone's like 5'5". Five, five. I just think short men have a weird complex that I don't, like, want to deal with. It depends on how They're short. like, I'm a little buff man, and it's like, okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> They're like, I just because I'm shorter than you doesn't mean I can't lift you over my head. And I'm like, don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> yeah. If someone was shorter than you, then that would be freaky. I, I mean, I I know someone shorter than me that's a guy. And so do you. I'm not going to say his name on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to call him out like that. No. Oh, okay. Uh, you'll tell me after. Yeah. Instead of having an awkward silence while you sign <laughs> Instead me. of Tess motioning... <laughs> And I'm just like, no. Yeah. I also know people that are my height, but um, they have the same complex. Interesting. I mean, that, like, that, if you're that short, like, 5'2". Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's my height. Like, you're, like, you're weirdly short. short. But if you're, like, 5'8". That's not short to me. No, but it's short to, like... It's short to normal height girls, I guess. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because Cody Ko and Noelle Miller and Black Bear... Black Bear. ...came out with a song called Short King Anthem and Anthem. Uh-huh. And they're like, five foot seven. And I'm like, five foot seven? That's not short. No, yeah. Like, Cody Ko and Noelle are like... They're like five eight. Yeah. Which it's... And then we were watching High School Musical, and I lean over to Tess, and I'm like, Zac Efron's a short king. And then I looked him up, and he's like, what, five nine? And I was like, oh, I guess he's like... I think he's shorter than that. Yeah. I mean, he's not like five or anything. I feel he's, like he's he's not six foot. I'm gonna say he's five eight. Okay, I said five nine. Okay, and um, how tall is he? He's five eight. Okay, uh-huh. which you know isn't short to me. Dave Franco's five seven. I don't care. 
Okay. And it just which isn't short to me. So when I thought he was short, I thought he was like my height, and I'm like, oh no, he's like a five eight person. Yeah. That's like yeah. How tall are you? Um. Well, five six, ish. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like five five and three quarters. So like five six. Yeah. I don't know. You know. I don't know why you're being so weird about this height thing. I don't know. You're either. like, you know, like I'm like basically five six. Like you don't well, say that I'm five five because I'm like five six. It's like <laughs> I, don't, I mean, you know, when like men are like my shoe size. Oh, it's like a twenty. And you're like, <laughs> what? And he's like, I mean, like it's like close to a seven. Yeah, there's no reason for me to get worked up over height. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, height's not important. Like height's important to me as a short person. But like you know, you know when you meet like a six five guy and you're like, how tall are you? And they're like, I don't know, like six four, six seven. And you're like. How do you not know your specific height? Yeah. You know, tall people hate them, <laughs> but also love them. Thank you, Coldier and Vaughn. Yeah, y'all are so tall. You guys are giants. They don't even fit in the back of my car. <laughs> that's fair, because no one does. I fit in the back of your car. Yeah. But you're, it's ironic, because you're the one who fits in the back of the car, but also the one who never sits I in the back of the car. I have shotgun. Yeah. <clears throat> Permanent. Tess has a Volkswagen Beetle. Yes. It's called the Blueberry. Uh-huh. And it's got two doors, so yeah. the back seat's small. It's very small in there. But Maggie has claimed permanent shotgun, and I would just like Unless to, we drive Vaunt around, because he Unless we drive a tall seat. person, but I would just like to say, I would just like to show the, like, how much she has shotgun, is that I... <laughs> yeah. I... Which, you okay, know, here's the thing. You Tess know, picked me up from campus the other day. Yeah. And she was with a, a female friend of hers, and the weirdest thing was her friend got into the back seat, which was I wasn't expecting at all. I wasn't because okay. I wasn't like get in the back seat, bitch. I was just like no. expecting to go in the back seat, and then she just got into it, and I was like, no. oh. And to clarify for all of you who don't know what that means, it was a date. Oh, it okay. was a girl because you said female friend, and it's like that could mean anything to anyone. Sorry, it was. I didn't know if you. It was a. It, it was, was a, date. a. It was a date. And, well, one, because I meant to tell you, that was unprompted. Like, I didn't say, I think it was also just easier. Like, if you get out, then it's like, oh, I'll hop in the back. But I was like, that was unprompted. Oh, I she just, she knew. She was like, this is Tess's friend. Yeah. I'm going to get into the back. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was weird. I was, I was, I like, was, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Because, yeah, it was just kind of funny. I'm not going to say anymore because I want to. I want to out my actions in personal life, but <laughs> it was funny. It was it was odd for me, but yeah. it was kind of funny. Um, uh, it doesn't matter though, cause she's I think she's shorter than you. I feel like maybe maybe yeah. no, I don't think so. I feel like we're the same height. I'm not sure. I haven't stood next to her. I okay. haven't seen her very often. That's fair. She's not my friend. If you're listening to this, we could be friends. I'm not opposed to it. Thank you for following my Instagram account. Yeah. Um, anything else you would like to say to us? Um, I don't think so. All I want to say is that I'm sorry that this comparison was kind of odd, but I genuinely got it in my mind and kept thinking about it and didn't think about something else. And you know what? We're here for odd, thought-provoking comparisons sometimes. Yeah. I would like to formally apologize to all the listeners because I'm going to be doing more serial killers and that is something Tess struggles with. Um, so, sorry. I think you maybe, have to deal with Tess's weird comparisons. Yeah. Serial killers are very hard to do, though. Yeah, but they're so interesting. They're so... The, the case is super interesting. And then it's just like, oh, who the fuck is a serial killer? You'd, I think next case I'll... Like, actually, I'm gonna read the case, like, full. Like, I'm gonna no, read No, I don't like that. I you can to. ask me for specifics. What do you I want know. me to say about this one? He hunted women. I guess. Like, that's it, yeah. really. I'll just have to watch more movies. I'll have to, like, Google yeah. stuff and be like... Update your movie knowledge. I'm watching yeah. The Killing right now. I'm really not. It was just playing, the first episode was playing in the background while I was doing these notes. Yeah. I've already seen a lot of it, but uh-huh. um, I was like, I'm going to re-update myself on it because I yeah. like rainy weather. Uh-huh. And then I didn't pay attention at all. Yeah. Um, because I find it really boring. Yeah. Here and I don't want it to be. 
Yeah, I'm gonna explain something about how I do this just to clarify as to like some of my choices because I've had some weird ones. For cases like this, I usually pick like a just very random specific thing about it. Like the state of Alaska. Like the state of Alaska, but that was a no-go because like, what the fuck? Um, you could have done the Alaskan, um, you know, the, the family of Alaskans who like build houses in the woods. Oh. The bush people. Is that, that's but that, not what they're called. No, yeah. That is? I think you could have so. chosen the one with the long hair and that one only episode I've seen of Alaskan bush people. He tried flirting with that one girl and it was the most uncomfortable situation of my whole life. He's got like a cross necklace. Interesting. You could have been like that guy. That's very weird and specific though. Well, he's part of the Alaskan bush people. He's the oldest brother. Yeah, but it's usually like something like specific like that. So like, I'm trying to think of the other time where I made a, it was like a really weirdly specific thing. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I I don't remember anything I do. But basically, bear with me on serial killers. But next time I will have more fun facts and information. I promise. I just so everyone knows, I did text her ahead of time on my lunch break who what the case was. I didn't just leave her hanging. This isn't my fault. Listen, we had a. There's more. There's fun conversations no matter what. You're not here for the case. You're here for us. Right? Right? <laughs> right, Mom? I'm kidding. She's if they were really here for the case, they would just read Wikipedia, you know? Hey, I looked up other sources. That wasn't... <laughs> that wasn't... Fuck to, you, Ted. That wasn't a drag on you. I meant, like, they, if they were really just interested in learning about serial killers, they'd, like, Google it. Well, sometimes you don't want to read. You want to listen. It's not important. That's you're why. here because you're here. And we love that for you. And if you love that for us, you, you can should. go to iTunes or Stitcher um. or wherever you listen to our podcast. And you can rate us five stars and give us a positive review. Yeah. Or you could also become a Patreon, as we mentioned earlier. And there's more content that's coming out. And it's pretty funny and pretty fun. So It is. It's a lot... It's something. It's different than this. It's different than this. And it's, the Reddit no sleep stories are really fucking weird. They're, they're interesting. And there's no yeah. comparisons Tess has to make. Uh, <laughs> and no notes I have to misread. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and there's going to be, like, a lot more content to come on Patreon because we finally figured out what to post. Yeah. And we have people that are awaiting our content. I know. And we love you for that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> I hate when we say things at the same time. Thanks for listening and don't kill anyone. Bye. And, oh, no. and follow us on Instagram. Oh, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Bye.